0: Welcome to Business and Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, brazzo Pobridge. This episode is sponsored by Life Success Academy, a place where you recreate your business and personal happiness. Hello, welcome everyone to Business and Happiness Podcast. I am so happy, honored, grateful that today we have a very special guest, and that is Dr. Dr. Karen uh, Baruch Feldman. Uh, Karen uh, works in a school as a psychologist, has uh, its own uh, practice, and is also a published author of two amazing books, and we'll be talking about that soon. So, Karen, welcome, my friend.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here.
0: So happy to see you. So, what I, I was thinking, how about we start with Uh, and talk about grit for teens. Uh, I know you published this book, your book came out how many years ago? Uh, 2017,
1: pre-COVID.
0: Pre-COVID, I do recall that very well. Yes, pre-COVID. And I know we had some discussion back then, but I wanted us to, uh, I I think it's just so, so important to, um, for teens to understand what that really means. I think sometimes, you know, if we can just start from what's grit, people sometimes get like, what is is it?
1: (laughs) Yes, it's a great place to start. I think that sometimes there's a lot of misperception around that term, but the definition I like to lean into is based on Dr. Angela Duckworth, her work, and she defines grit as having passion and perseverance for long-term goals. And I think that, um, A lot of times people forget about the passion part of her definition and just focus on just the perseverance or sometimes even just think that uh, what she was talking about or what I'm talking about is that I'm trying to get teens to pick themselves up by the bootstraps, which is never my intention, nor has it been uh, Dr. Duckworth. Uh, The idea is, is how do you help um, young people? really connect the things that are important and be able to follow their long-term goals. And I think in even pre-COVID and COVID, after COVID or wherever times we are (laughs) now, that is just so important because we're living in a society that everything is about the short-term. Everything is about the moment, about like what's gonna feel good now. And so it's a skill that really needs to be developed in young people, in teens, and in adults, obviously.
0: Right, right. So how do we find a a passion for teens? How do we know? You know, sometimes, at least this is just from my experience or talking to friends or colleagues, you know, I'll hear, well, my, you know, son, my daughter, you know, she thinks she loves this, but, but... (laughs) How do we how do we know that is their their true passion?
1: Right. And I think that um, also, and I know that um, Angela has recently just even had a podcast or a blog about this as well. I think that we should be encouraging our young people to be samplers. Like kids should really try lots of things. It's not the idea that you should just go in, you know, pick up that flute or that instrument or that football and that's it. That's your one passion and not sample. So I think it's really important for kids to have exposures to lots of different things. And then when they have that exposure, they get to practice it, then in that practice, they can discover what it is that they can connect to. And then, as I said, what I, the other part of it is that, yes, you want passion, and then you want to also figure out how do you do something and stay the long course. Like um, a lot of people get to a certain level like an instrument or swimming or football and they get to a plateau. And to really to be gritty, you have to almost know that people get to that plateau and then to get to the next level, you need to have that deliberate practice. You need to kind of be able to stick through it and it's not gonna be easy. So it's really also reframing for people um, what it looks like, what it, what life should really look like. Because again, I think because of social media, there's a notion that life should be rainbows and unicorns. Everything should be really super, super easy and everything should happen immediately. <laughs> and so I think it's very hard. It's our society and our culture is sort of set up to sort of not foster this kind of more long-term gritty way of being in the world.
0: <laughs> You know, I, I'm just thinking, and I know this is, you know, we're talking about, well, your, your book was specific for grit for teams, but you are specialist for grit regardless, right? So I'm going to bring something to you. I was just, as we're talking, I was thinking, my grandson is just about three years old, right? So they were here spend the weekend like two weeks ago. And uh, I tried, and my wife, to do so many different activities with him. It was just three of us, and doing from football to baseball to basketball to some kind of art. And I noticed when he was playing basketball, he was, what you and I would know, being Truly in the flow. He was so engaged. He didn't need anything. He didn't need directions. He didn't look at us like when it was baseball, you know, it was all I always had to do something. But he was so in the flow. And, and I was thinking, how, look, it doesn't mean he's going to be a basketball player. But this obviously brings him like really good moments in his life. And and what do we do when something happens? Do, do we encourage these kind of moments? Then that could that could become passion. That could create yes. your own perseverance and grit. And-
1: so again, my book is you know sort of um, I lean into Doctor Duckworth, but the book is also based a lot in positive psychology and in yes. strength. And the other way I lay out the book is that. What we know is that people are not gritty across the board. You could be gritty socially, but not emotionally. You could be gritty like in sports, but not with your schoolwork. So what I like people to do is look for your strengths. Look for the places where you have what we call flow, where the thing sort of naturally happens. And then if there is an area that you you want to improve, then look to that and say, well, what am I doing in that area? How do I turnkey? The way I'm thinking, the way I'm doing, the supports I have in place to make it um, for the, the thing that maybe is a challenge, but is still interesting to me. So, so again, I do like that idea of when, when you see a child light up and be in flow, that's a great thing to sort of encourage that. Um, and at the same time, I think it's really also important to share with the youngster that even if you enjoy something at a certain point, If you really are going to challenge yourself, you will have a fail. You'll have a first attempt in learning. And that is the course. The road is bumpy. Because I think that a lot of young people think the road is smooth. And when they hit a bump, they'll say, well, what's wrong with me? As opposed to saying the road is bumpy. And that's what the road looks like.
0: Well, you know, that just reminds me on, and I believe it still is a culture, at least here in Western, New York, New Jersey, at least that's what you and I are talking about. You know, when, when my son was little, and uh, and I guess they still, well, it's this, I know they still do today, right? Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody is great, right? And I was like, no, you know, he misses the ball and they'll go, good Z. No, he wasn't a good Z. He missed the ball. I mean, you know, we 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 keep telling them that they're great, and then they go to work, and their bosses tell them the real thing, which is, hey, you got to do a good job, or you're not here, and they get you know depressed, upset. We need to prepare them also for real life, don't we?
1: Right. Yeah. So I feel like you know, it's a snowflake generation, or or the or people can say that you know, a lot of young people that they crumble. And I think it's because again, if they don't have an experience where things are challenging, they don't learn how to work through it. And I think, you know, again, as somebody who works with kids in Mm -hmm. my school or in my practice, I think that today um, the gestalt of parenting has changed. Like when I was growing up, my parents wanted me to be um, independent, industrious. Those were the values that they wanted for me. But now parents want their kids to be happy. And, you know, we both like positive psychology and obviously we want people to be happy. But this a notion of always being happy, it has problems because oftentimes I think parents intervene, teachers intervene, people intervene yes. because they don't want children to feel these thorns. But part of a flower has thorns. Part yes. of life has thorns. And I think what happens is, is that then eventually People eventually hit a wall, whether it's a workplace or in a relationship, and people hold them to that standard and say, that's this is not okay, and then they don't know how to manage that. And I think people are much more successful if they learn to deal with like small oops and small challenges so that they have the skill set to deal with bigger ones. So I, I do think that that is something that, again, like when I work in a school and there's a problem with a youngster and I have to talk to a parent, I will often say to them, listen, I'm not glad that this happened. However, I'm glad that the, this, my hope is that then this child will learn from this, that they will grow, that when they go to middle school, when the stakes are higher, when they go to high school, they won't make these mistakes because then it's going to be a lot more serious. So to, so to kind
0: of turn that in that way. This is, I really want parents, grandparents, everybody listening to get this message and coming from psychologists, coming from somebody who works with kids today, right? Day, day in, day out, who has a practice, doing research, publish the books. I mean, this is really important message. And again, I. You and I didn't talk about this before. I didn't know what your view is. I'm just saying, as, as somebody who doesn't work with kids, you know, I used, you know, I had a client who would say, Can you please take my you know kid and coach? I was like, No, I don't, you know, you and I, that discussion we had, I don't work with kids. I don't know how to do it. And and uh, but it's really important. This message is so important. We can't keep just saying they're doing a great job. Uh, for something that they don't and uh, that small bumps are necessary we can mm-hmm. succeed you know I, I, it just i just remember a story so when i long story but when i came to us i came on a business trip uh didn't speak any english lost everything there had money on the everything right started from scratch and i remember my very first job and i finally learned a english and i worked as a programmer and we went out at uh, there was a party anyway, a CTO was beautiful, beautiful human being. And we stayed in a long discussion, but he said to me, I can't imagine like what you're going through now. And my biggest thing is do I want to work for this company or that company? Do I want to make X amount or three times, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you struggle with the life you left everything. And that's because, I grew up like you, I grew up like being independent, fail, get up, go. There was no like, oh, great job for no great job. <laughs> you know I mean? Right. So I think right. that's uh, that's important right. that, that kids and, learn. That. And
1: at the same time, I, I don't want to get, and again, this is like sort of that backlash. I do think that cultures, environments, surroundings, support, those things are so, so important to be able to help people to sort of navigate that. Because when everybody fails and you can spin it all you want, it hurts. There's nobody likes that feeling. However, the way to pick yourself up is through connection. And I think that that is also a really big part of of, of being gritty. Um, In 2017, I did the New York City Marathon. I also actually just did it last November too. It was a big celebration. And the only way that I got either marathons done was that I did it with somebody. I have a training partner. I can't imagine doing something like that on my own. So I think that we also need to realize that we we also need to share that message with young people, that the way they can do hard things is within community and with 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 support
0: so important and, and thanks for bringing that up we're not we're not basically saying yeah you're just gonna fail and you'll be fine <laughs> so we're not i'm not saying that that's that simple right. and of course without support you know from family from parents from environment it could be a mess that you probably deal as as a psychologist with the kids unfortunately mm-hmm. but yeah that's 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 so true um are there some well i know like there's some specific you know, tools or exercises that you would maybe recommend to teens and or to parents. I think, I think parents struggle as much as, as, as teens struggle, because I know when my son was teen, you know, there was, there was actually a great sign, obviously remember like years ago, I saw one of the, I don't know, the shop, you know, hire a teenager while they know everything. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so parents struggle too, and, um, so how 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 do we how do we you know help our teens become that greedy, get that grit, and yet at the same time, you know, as a parents, just help them. Uh, right. you know,
1: so I think with teens, first of all, I, I do think that they are a work in progress. So even though they <laughs> kind of have a stage when they may think they know everything, it is a stage. And I think it's important as parents to remember that, that that actually that 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 that's sort of helpful for them to think that they know everything because it could be very daunting to become a grown-up, right? So if they didn't have that, yes. you know, I think I know everything, it yeah. might be I, I do think like biologically we're programmed to yes. it helps us to sort we, of
0: we, we, we to I, I think we are built that way. That's for reason, yeah. that's for, reason. Built that way. Yeah. That's for reason. Yeah. There's a reason for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that that's important. Um I do think that there are definitely tools that parents can, you know, sort of lean into or think about. I think that, first of all, as parents, I think you can't make your kid sort of like a lot of times parents want to make their child be gritty. And especially as a teen, I think it's very important, whatever kind of intervention or whatever strategy you use, that you often have to be stealthy meaning that you can't, you sort of have to do things in a sideways way. You can't sort of do it in a direct way because just like you said, they often think that they know best. And then there's just this kind of tension between you and, and, and the teen because of that. I think one of the most powerful ways that we can get teens to make progress and things that I, I like to do is have teens teach other people things. So when teens are either teaching you or younger kids, and they think that really that the message is for the other person, they often are learning their, the message themselves. So sometimes in that, with that model, that can be really helpful. The other thing that I think is important, and I know you're a big uh, fan of this, is habits. Um, so if you can get teens to start to have a gritty behavior, but to make it a habit, it also, again, bypasses a lot of like that frontal lobe and that control. And so getting teens, again, to do things in, 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 in a way that's a habit is also really important. The other thing that I think is important is values. Is, is helping your teen, is having your teen, you know, discover what their values are and then connecting whatever goal it is that they want to be gritty to their value. So let's say, for example, that they value um, their family or they value um, getting like a good job or being successful. So helping them make that connection between what it is, this goal that we're talking about, this area that maybe you want them to be more gritty about their schoolwork, having them better understand that connection between this goal that you're thinking is important and their value, Uh, not your value, but their values
0: yeah you know do you think now that you said value and, and it's 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 so important not your value but their value uh, but there are also, i believe values that that they pick from a family right there are some things mm-hmm. that they really and do you agree with that? I mean of course they yeah, their own, and yeah. as, they, as they grow up of course they they mm-hmm. develop but there are things that they pick at home uh that hopefully if we do a good job if we do right. a good job, hopefully it'll be good for them.
1: And I think they pick up more by how we live our lives than by what yes. we say.
0: Yeah. What we say don't matter. We, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what yeah. we do. Yes. It's what they see at home. Uh, that I learned that years ago when my son was little. Uh, great. Great, great. So, you know, it's funny. We keep talking about grit and grit for teens, but we didn't even mention the name of your book.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let me just show if people are watching here. It's called The Grit Guide for Teens. And as I said, what I try to do in this book is I split up in different sections. One is sort of just first discovering where your grit level is and why grit matters because this book, you know, the teen is going to read themselves. And maybe a lot of times, obviously, I don't think most teens go in and they go to the store and they pick this book out. Probably somebody gave it to them. But I do think that you need to get that buy-in. So at first, the teen learns about why grit matters, why it's helpful to them, where their grit is in these different domains, because again, uh, the research shows that people are gritty in different areas. And then to learn from your strengths. So if you're gritty, for example, in terms of your academics, why are you gritty about that? And um, I like this formula that um, I once read in one of uh, Angela Duckworth's papers is that in order to be gritty, you have to think that the goal is important, you have to think that your likelihood of success is high, and you have to think that that not doing it, the losses aren't so intense. So if you think, for example, so let's say academically, like you think that academics are important, you are a good student. So, your chance of being good academically is high, and you kind of don't mind studying. Okay. So, that's what makes a person gritty in an area when the formula works. But oftentimes, there's something off in the formula when people fail to be gritty. So, for example, let's say someone wants to be gritty socially, but They feel like it's important to them. They want to be socially more gritty, want to be more out there, but they aren't, they haven't had a lot of success and they don't, um, and they, and they're really nervous about putting themselves out there. The losses seem very high for them. So as somebody who works with youngsters, I try to tweak that formula. So in that example that where maybe that person's socially anxious, How can I give them like small little tasks they can do so that they feel more successful, how can I make them do something so that if they put themselves out the losses wouldn't be so high. So Mm. again, that formula is sometimes really helpful for for teens to think about. And then ultimately, how do they gain what we call a gritty mindset, a way of thinking, and then actually doing. And then, as I said, always in this work, in this work and as well in resilience, how do they make a community? How do they surround themselves? How do they make the culture and community and structures the way that are going to be most helpful to to have a more gritty life? So that's kind of that book.
0: Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, you know, no no selling here, but highly recommended book. Uh, and I actually do remember writing a review years. You know. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, because it's it's a really amazing book. And um, and when we talk about grit, you know, you, you certainly got it in, in many areas. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I I think it has to do also with you know we talked about goals and are they achievable and setting up. You know, when you and I met, was it what, six, seven years ago at the uh, International Positive Education Network Festival, I believe. Yeah. Right. You back then, you said, you know, I'm going to be working on this book. And I think that was back then, you know, a little idea or something, you know, a year later or so, the book was out. So so that, that shows, right, that uh, right. Th- this works.
1: And what... Right, and what I'm always interested in as a psychologist, there are a lot of amazing researchers, as I said I mentioned a lot about Angela Duckworth she's done amazing research, what I'd like to try to do is I'm interested in the research and I'm also a practitioner, so what I try to do is stick with the research and then put it in a way that's more accessible to the reader and say, how can they access this? How can they live this life? This research is there, but what are some of those strategies? So that was like the purpose of this book was bring all that research, but not saying here's the research, but basically basing it on the research and then sharing those strategies.
0: You know, this is really interesting. You mentioned this and I'm just looking at my note book because I had discussion earlier today with one of our colleagues and, um, <laughs> and we're going to do another topic why research is not that important why it could be hurtful because you know because sometimes people look at research and let's not even let's forget about I'm not going to mention any particular one but let's say they say you know 50 percent of this 40% is this to 10% is this. And people think this is me. Oh, I why can't I change myself? Something's wrong with me. So we really have to be very careful how we interpret that research. And also what is really more important is, are we helping people change their life? Are we helping you know, parents and, and kids become more greedy. And however we do it, it's fine that there is a research behind it. And I teach most of my tools that I teach as you know also research-based. Right. But I also understand that life is not research. So mm-hmm. uh so we really have to be careful. I'm so happy you said this because I I I do the same thing and I teach the same mm-hmm. way right? It's it's all about change. And if the change doesn't happen, if we didn't, you know, give that little spark to that individual and he or she, they just got the knowledge, yeah, we didn't really do our job. <laughs> That's how I feel as, as a, you know, trainer facilitator. uh Awesome. So any final word on, you know, grit and teens, and uh, you know, you gave a ton of advices uh, already. Uh, there's like one small little thing that they can do to become grittier in certain or in any area.
1: So I, again, I think that they to look towards their strength. I think. Hmm. We, you know, sometimes I think, you know, people think, oh, if I just think about the things that aren't working, I'm gonna change. But I think that what we know also, again, for research is that we can learn a lot from our strengths. So look at the area that is sort of your inflow, is sort of working for you. How is that formula working? Is there part of that formula that you can bring to the area that you want to grow? And as I said to you, I do think that accountability, support is really um, a huge component of grit and something that's often overlooked.
0: Right. Thank you so, so much. This has been so wonderful. I know this is going to be great, as you said, mostly for parents, grandparents, some of us that deal with the kids, and I'm sure some teams will listen because now these days, right, they like to hear <laughs> that folks, so they'll be listening this as well. Thanks so much, Dr. Feldman. This it's was welcome. really such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Become the Life Success Academy founding member. Go to academyoflifesuccess.com and click on founding member to get 60% off full membership.